From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here. Inside. The Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, our buddy Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. He was coming off the SEC Championship game, a tough loss for his Tigers against the Alabama Crimson Tide, but still a fantastic game. We talked about it with the voice of LSU, Chris Blair, inside the press box. It was a great game, really good game, and, uh, you know, a good couple of days for, for LSU. I thought, you know, try to pick up some momentum, and even with a loss, I thought they played well uh, on Sunday. So, uh, you know, coming in there with a four-game win streak, and, uh, you know, finishing out before heading to the NCAAs, uh, you know, I thought I thought outside of, of cutting down the nets, which, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a traditionalist from a standpoint of I love the SEC tournaments. I love conference tournaments. To me, it's the, the start of March Madness, although um, you don't hear that as much anymore. It's mostly exclusive to the NCAA tournament. And frankly, I think the conference tournaments just don't mean anything anymore. And that's that's unfortunate. I think teams can go in and possibly help their resume if they're, you know, one of the four first four out or maybe the first four in. Um, but outside of that, I think most of the time the committee already has it set well before these conference tournaments start. And if you're into the NCAA tournament, I, I just don't think SEC tournaments or ACC tournaments or Big 12 tournaments just don't think they mean much anymore, and that's that's unfortunate. But, um, again, it's a chance to go out there and play, and based on a year that, uh, you know, a year ago you didn't get that type of opportunity, um, that's a good thing. Chris Blair is the voice of the LSU Tigers. What are you hearing from back in your home state, by the way? Got to be curious if you're hearing anything. He's, of course, you're from Kentucky, and the, the Wildcats made a quick exit from the SEC tournament. Yeah, it wasn't a very good year. Um, you know, again, I watch Kentucky, uh, you know, just when LSU is not playing or I happen to have one of those rare nights at home. And, you know, very early on this season, it, it looked like they had some great uh, McDonald's All-Americans, um, but it looked like they were, you know, kind of a one-on-one team. I think they hurt without having a, a, a true point guard. Um, they, they hurt to have, you know, really no sense of cohesion uh, as a team and you know they played well defensively I'll give coach Cal credit he, he was able to 
uh, getting guys to play and, and practice and, and really hone their skills defensively is an art. Um, you know, I've, I've had tons of coaches in this business tell me, if you tell a guy, hey, you know, by yourself, why don't you take maybe, you know, 30 minutes to an hour tomorrow and you know, get a little practice in by yourself? Well, what are they going to do? They're going to shoot three-pointers and they're going to do layups and they're going to practice mid-range jumpers. You don't see them setting up cones and working on feet skills uh, and, and, and those sorts of things for defense. So the fact that they played pretty good defense, I think, was the only saving grace they had. Um, but, uh, you know, Kentucky fans are Kentucky fans. I mean, what have you done for me lately? Um, you know, I think you know, to get rid of Coach Cal would cost them uh, way, 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 way too much. I don't think there's any talk of that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the, the pressure's on for next season because another season like that, which was historic in the sense of, of, of what they did not accomplish, uh, that won't last long there. Chris, I want to ask you, you don't have to play on the 18th. You don't have to play on the 19th. So uh, you get as much preparation and rest to get ready for the first round against St. Bonaventure. Uh, that's a 16-4 and four team, a nine seed. You guys were expecting and I think deserved a seven seed. But going into the tournament, do we know a venue for that game? I know Alabama's going to play at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Do we know where the LSU Tigers are playing? Yeah, they're going to be playing at uh, Assembly Hall in Bloomington. Um, that's where they'll get started, which, you know, again, the NCAA trying to put everything in, in one place due to the pandemic. And, uh, you know, Indianapolis, to me, outside of New York City, which is not the, the place to do it um, from a standpoint of, of a, a multitude of reasons. But Indianapolis is, is just built for it simply because of Hinkle Fieldhouse, uh, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, uh, the old Pacers Arena, Lucas Oil, uh, and then you're fairly close proximity to Mackey Arena at Purdue and obviously Assembly Hall in Bloomington at Indiana. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of a perfect venue. They'll play that game Saturday at around 1245 Central Time. Um, and then Mackey and, and, and Assembly Hall are just going to be used in those first two games. So LSU, should they be able to get by the Bonnies, uh, will be playing somewhere, not sure yet. Uh, in the city of Indianapolis, so it's uh, logistically it's 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 interesting. The team I think will be in Indianapolis. Um, I'm actually staying in Indianapolis. We'll drive over the hour plus on Saturday morning, uh, do that game, and then back to Indianapolis if you win, and uh, get ready to take on uh, the next opponent somewhere in one of those facilities in Indy. Chris Blair will work with John Brady on the call. Uh, I want Mike Grace to hear this story, and of course our listeners across the state. Uh, Chris Blair is uh, the the new uh, national sports media sportscaster of the year for the state of Louisiana, well deserved. Uh, you know, Chris, with a with an SEC Power Five program, you're going to get compliments all the time. Uh, you do a fabulous job. It was a huge upgrade when they brought you down to LSU and Baton Rouge. But when uh, there's there certain things as a broadcaster, when somebody compliments you, you kind of feel like that's one I'm going to file away and we'll be in the top five. T t tell Mike about who, who uh, pulled you aside the other day because I'm a big fan of her and said, uh, wow, I really enjoyed that broadcast, even though it was a loss against Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was legendary SEC coach D.D. Bro uh, of LSU Gymnastics. Gymnastics. Wow. Uh, you know, D.D. is uh, – she's a firecracker. And, you know, she's one of the most respected coaches, period, in the SEC, regardless of sport. And uh, the good news is even after she retired from coaching last year, she's still a big part of LSU athletics. 
Um, she's what I like to say, a top level brand ambassador. Um, so we all get to still see her on campus on a, on a daily basis. And so yesterday uh, I walked into our administration building and, you know, I always talk to Dee Dee and I always say hello. Um, but when she's got something she needs to get off her mind and talk to you about, um, you, you stand at attention. I mean, so she pulls me over there yesterday and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> what what did I do? Uh-oh. And uh, she she brought me over and said, "Hey, look, my family and I were coming back home from our place in Grand Isle. I forgot about the championship game. The sports mobile app alerted me that it was on. We pulled you and Coach Brady up, and she said it was one of the best broadcasts that you know I had ever heard. And I said, "Wow, you know, Dee, you've you've made my month. In fact, you might have made my year. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day." I said, but and she kept saying, you know, it was just like we were in the car and we were right there in Nashville with you. And I said, Didi, can I tell you a secret? We weren't in Nashville. We were upstairs on the third floor. How about she that? was like, get out of here. Yeah, I was like, yeah. no, nope, yeah. that's how it goes. But, uh, you know, it's been interesting doing these virtual broadcasts. I haven't, you know, we talked about it last time I was on. I'm not a fan of it. Um, just because you're limited in what you can do, what you can see, and you're at the mercy of, of what that producer on game site decides to punch up on the screen. Um, but I will say that you kind of are more conscious and more uh, on point on, on trying to be maybe more descriptive because again, you're not there to see all the things that, that are going on. Uh, but it's been fun to kind of use the old school of, you know, those of us who remember the days and, and have heard the stories of, of recreations of, of major league baseball games done off teletype yeah. uh, and using, you know, hammers and, and pieces of wood to, to mimic Foley artists, so to speak, yeah. and, and mimic the sound of the bats. Um, so we kind of mix the old school of that with modern technology so that we could kind of fool people into thinking we were right there, you know, just feet away from, from the action. So, um, I'm going to be happy to be up in Indianapolis. I mean, we're probably going to be up in the, in the rafters. The good news is if we can play at assembly hall, while it's a large arena, it's not Lucas oil field. I've seen the broadcast vantage point scheduled for Lucas oil field. And, uh, if you've ever been to a saints football game or been up to the press level there, um, which, uh, is, is mighty, mighty high. Um, this one beats that. But uh, Assembly Hall, Hinkle Fieldhouse, even Farmers Colonial, um, you know, I think we'll at least be able to be somewhere close to the action. At least that's what I'm hoping for. And Chris, as you say, you and Coach Brady and so many broadcasters across the country this year have had to make do with, with the situation. And you're broadcasting from basically a conference room. Just being in the building, uh, I know the capacity is probably only going to be 25%, so it won't be what you're used to. But it's got to be so much better to actually be in the building, have the even if you're <laughs> a mile away up in the rafters, to be in the building makes a big difference. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, again, you, you, what you can see physically in there, even if you are in the in the belfry, um, and even if you have to use binoculars, there's still things that happen that can affect the game. Um, you know, and I told you guys before what, what I find difficult in doing virtual games is that, you know, there, there are traditional camera shots that are taken in basketball. And the, the one that comes up that irritates me the most, and I understand it because of the home viewer, but it doesn't help us, is anytime there's a foul, 
the close-up one shot from under the goal goes to the guy on the line. There's a lot of stuff going on in those little breaks when guys are getting ready to shoot free throws. Um, there's stuff going on on the benches. There's players being talked to. There's substitutions coming in and out. Um, and you have no clue, as I told you guys before. As soon as they go back to that wide shot, I hope nothing important happens in the game because the first thing you're doing is trying to account for who's on the floor and who may have been substituted for whom. Um, so even if you're in the building, regardless of where you are, which, you know, these days they put radio sometimes in the end zones. Uh, hello, Auburn. Um, and, you know, you still can see it. And so that's why I think being there this this weekend and hopefully the rest of the way, regardless of how far LSU goes, it's it's night and day difference to be inside the building. LSU voice Chris Blair joining us. He is inside the press box. J.D. Byers, Mike Grace. Uh, LSU draws St. Bonaventure in the first round. Uh, the East bracket, which we mentioned earlier, you could see an Elite Eight and a rematch. LSU, Alabama, the previous three, every time LSU gets closer and closer and had one hang on the rim in Nashville, almost upsets the Crimson Tide. It could be done. Now, obviously, you guys would match up with Michigan uh, if you beat St. Bonaventure. And then I guess Alabama's got to get through the better lower half of that East bracket that does have Michigan State in it, Texas as well. But it could happen. You could see uh, the Crimson Tide one more time. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, and that would be another great matchup, I think. Um, and speak volumes to, you know, the, the, the level of basketball in the SEC. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I did get a chance doing the games virtually this year um, to see a, a lot more of the other conference tournaments, let's say, than I typically would had I been in Nashville. Number one, because John Brady's got quite the social calendar, so we would have been moving in and around of Broadway and, and seeing his old friends and haunts. But this year, having been in one place, I got to see some. And I tell you what, the SEC right now, guys, and you, I don't know if you've noticed it or your listeners have noticed it, there's a lot of similarity in the makeup of Southeastern Conference teams from a standpoint of the type of athletes that, that are on the teams. When you watch Big 12 basketball, and again, each team, several teams in the SEC were involved in that Big 12 SEC challenge, so they, they've seen at least one team. And when you look at the Big Ten, the the makeup of those teams are very different. You're going to find more post-up, back-to-the-basket big guys than you do in the SEC. You're going to see much larger, I mean, 6'6", 220, 230, you know, at the three and at the four. You're even going to see a lot more, you know, 6'5", 6'6", guard play with guys somewhere, you know, in the 200s, 210s. There's, it's just a bigger looking basketball team. Now, that's not to say the SEC can't go in there and use their athleticism and their sharp shooting skills the way Alabama has uh, and beat anybody in the country. They certainly can. But to me, when you look at the makeup of the teams, especially out of the Big 12 and Big 10, it's going to be fun to see how if LSU gets the opportunity to take on a Michigan, uh, a team that's built to be physical, uh, you know, how a team like Texas and Alabama match up together. Um, because it's it's clear when you see an SEC basketball team this year, for whatever reason, a lot of the coaches in the league are going after the same type of athlete. 
Our final couple of minutes with Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. Uh, Chris, uh, baseball season uh, underway. You've been able to go to the box, and conference season has already arrived as we open up uh, what's got to be a a murderer's row SEC slate for everybody this weekend. No doubt about it. And it's one of those things, I guess, that I guess the older you get, I learned in a psychology class years ago in college that the older you get, the, the quicker time moves. You remember those summers when you were eight, nine years old, the summer months seemed like you had, you know, six months off during the summer. <laughs> um, now as a parent, I can tell you, it seems like summer break lasts a couple of weeks. Um, and that's kind of the way it is this time of year. I mean, you get basketball, you head down the stretch, you get ready for postseason play. And then you look up and you go, oh yeah, we have played four weekends of college baseball and it's time for SEC play. So Mississippi State coming into the box this weekend for a three-game set. Certainly um, going to miss the opportunity to see that because that series in and of itself, the rivalry between LSU and Mississippi State is one of the best, not only in the SEC, but one of the best in college baseball. Um, okay. But everybody, I mean, you look top to bottom, I mean, top 25, I mean, it's it looks like I joke with people all the time when each week it comes out, it looks like it's the SEC rankings, but it's the rest of the country as well in the top 25. So it's going to be another great season. And all of these teams are loaded based on the limited draft last year, based on guys getting another year of eligibility due to the COVID shutdown. Everybody is loaded. Everybody's got bats. Everybody's got a full staff. They've got a deep bullpen. They've got great starters. It's going to be, um, it's, you know, I know Omaha likes to call it the greatest show on dirt. That's true, but that's certainly the case in SEC baseball here in 2021. Love this time of year. SEC baseball, March Madness, so much going on. Thanks so much to Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, our guest inside the Press Box podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.